Good morning, everyone. Again, my name is Janice, and I am part of Two Sisters. And you may notice that I have a different sister on today. Carol Sue will be on hopefully momentarily, um, and we can't wait for her to come on, obviously. But um, I will. We're just going to hop right on into it. This today's discussion. <laughs> Excuse me. We are here with the amazing. Dana Humphrey, and we absolutely love Dana. She is spontaneous, she is passionate, and she just exudes that kind of confidence, which helps her in everything that she does in her life because she is one busy lady. This is actually, I think your second or third, no, second appearance, correct? Yes, yes. So welcome back. We are so excited to have you on today. Thanks, Janice. It's so great to be back. I love being on the Two Sisters podcast. It's a lot oh, of fun. Well, we're glad that you love it. And, you know, we, when we first met, you know, back before your, your first podcast and we had the little pre-podcast interview after Carol Sue and I got off the, um, the call with you, <laughs> we chatted and we're like, oh, she, she's, she's has to be one of our regulars, even before the first podcast. <laughs> That's how confident we were. So if you would just um, reintroduce yourself and just kind of, we'll start with a brief update and we'll go from there. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so these days I'm doing a lot of things. Um, I run four different businesses and I'm also a professor and I also teach for the city of New York. So lately this week, I've been teaching a lot of classes. Um, I teach entrepreneurs about marketing. So I teach about social media, building websites, SEO, things like that. Um, I also teach at Baruch University. I teach uh, luxury marketing. And I also run a PR firm. I am the pet lady. I am a death doula and a life coach. And I also run a trade show in the pet industry. Um. <laughs> Okay, so obviously the first thing that pops to my mind, and obviously I knew that you did several different things, and for some reason I didn't realize it was that extensive, so I do apologize. Um, <laughs> obviously the first question is, how do you have all the time to do just that? Because, you know, we often, um, when Carol Sue and I started the podcast back in the midst of the, um, you know, 2020, you know, people were just transitioning really to, not that we weren't on social media, but really transition into entrepreneurship, like full steam ahead. Um, so how, how did all of that happen for you? Well, I mean, I started my first company when I was 25 years old in 2007. Um, so I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. And really, I mean, really, I was an entrepreneur when I was a little kid. I mean, other kids were having lemonade stands and I was making homemade cards. I was making birthday cards and Christmas cards. I was like, you got to differentiate, you know? Um, so, and, you know, you know, Janice was just telling me how many books she reads. Okay. And, and part of me is like, how do you have time for that? It's like, whatever, you know, whatever you want to do, you can have, make time for. Um, I don't watch TV. I spend a lot of time doing yoga and dancing. You know, I get a lot of sleep. I am very well rested. You know, I don't, um, I take self-care very seriously. And it, I think it gives me the energy to do all the things that I do. 
And you're right, you know, probably when we spoke last time, I wasn't like as much doing all these different things all at once. Um, now that things are starting to open up a little bit, you know, things are happening a little bit more. Um, you know, the teaching thing comes in phases. Sometimes I'm teaching a lot, sometimes I'm teaching less. It just depends um, on the schedule. But, um, you know, really I used to, I used to like spend a lot of time sending a lot of emails to a lot of people. And now I don't do that. I, I sit, I meditate, I figure out who are like the five emails that I need to send. And I just send those five. I don't waste my time sending thousands of emails. So I don't know, I call it shamanic time, but like input doesn't equal output. It's like, I just focus on the important things that I need to do. And I don't do the, the things that I don't need to do. And it's, it's really that simple. Um, so it's, you know, it's just a process of kind of weeding out the stuff that's less important. Like I don't, um, I don't just randomly do like, um, like networking dates, you know, I, I just don't do that anymore. There was a time in my life where I spent a lot of time connecting with people, networking, um, meeting in person, doing Zooms, whatever. I just don't do any of those anymore. So, um, yeah, it's uh, just creating, you know, I've been able to figure out a balance that works for me. And I picked up on that. And what absolutely stands out to me is obviously you're a very well-organized individual, but self-care and balance, that obviously is that important to you. And as we, you had mentioned when we were, I was telling you how many books I was currently reading and to hear what you were saying, what you're currently doing, you know, how do we find the time? Well, you make the time because we all have the same 24 hours, right? right. I mean, there's no way to finagle that. So in reference to how you stay organized, is there, because I'm really curious about this because I have OCD when it comes to organization. Is there one specific tool that you use? Do you also write it down? Like how, how do you keep all of that together? So um, I'm a Capricorn. Scheduling is like just in my chart. I don't know. It's like part of who I am. Um, my, my number one tool is my paper calendar. Um, I write everything down. I totally write everything down. I have it all right here. I have right here, Two Sisters Podcast, 11 a.m. And um, everything goes in here. And I bring this with me everywhere. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different apps and things like that. And people who like to do um, calendar invites and things like that. Um, I just, I, I put it in my calendar and then it's done. It's like, it's there. I have it. Um, I have all the information I need. And um, I know it's old school, but uh, that's that's how I that's how I roll. Well, I think that's awesome because truth be told, pen to paper or pencil, how however you do it, um, really solidifies. Okay, I have this appointment at eleven a.m. This is what I'm doing. Versus, uh, and you always carry it around with you, so it's not like you have to. Oh, wait a minute. Well, let me check my online calendar system. Um, so that I think is kind of an important part. Do you ever get to the point though, especially with running the different, your different businesses, um, 
how do you stay, and I'm assuming that it's through your calendar organization on how you write things down, but how do you stay on top of all the commitments that you have with all of your different clients? Um, I mean, I have, I have like my, my processes that I do that work for me. Um, you know, I wake up early and I check all my emails and I flag the important ones and I go through them and, um, I check my paper calendar to see what I have going on. Um, I have a few clients where I have standing weekly meetings every week that I have to go to. So I, um, you know, they're on the calendar. I schedule stuff around that and, um, yeah, just kind of, it just kind of works out. That, that is awesome. You know, obviously it keeps you targeted and going in the right direction, which is always a good thing. It, um, Cause I don't, I don't foresee you missing anything. Whereas if we're always relying on our digital apps or what have you, you can certainly miss something for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, um, People will change, you know, a meeting um, using the online calendar app and I'll, uh, you know, I'll have to like really just stay on top of that. Like, oh, this has been changed. Am I still available? Whatever. Um, but, you know, it's pretty easy to see. And I, um, I like doing a lot of different things. It make, keeps me like not bored. You know, the worst thing I can do is be bored and then I don't want to do anything. It's like when I get pulled in a lot of directions, I have to stay focused. It's like, okay, I'm doing a proposal and that's getting done. I'm doing an invoice that's getting done. I'm, I'm like sending uh, something else and it just, it just keeps going. Right. And obviously that's how you stay organized. So are there any other different methods? Um, like some people have referred to the pompa. I'm going to pronounce this correctly, the Pompadour method, for instance, I think where you set your timer for 25 minutes and then you, you that's what you zone in and focus on, <laughs> then you work on that project. Do you use any of those types of tools or processes that help you stay that organized? Yeah, I think um, at this point, I don't do as much of that stuff anymore, but I've, I've gone through phases. Like being an entrepreneur has, has phases. Like when I first started um, working from home and being an entrepreneur, I would easily distract myself by like cooking. I would like decide, oh, I need to feed myself. Let me go make a like giant pot of chili, right? And like two hours later, I'd find myself not doing any work. And so I've, I've like, you know, and then there was a time when I had an office and I had a team and things like that. Um, there was a time when um, I, I made myself do really important projects in the morning because I was like fresh. And um, because if I did, for example, like a, a public relations pr proposal, if I did it in like at four o'clock in the afternoon, I noticed it would take me a long time. It would take me like an hour or two. And if I did it at 8 a.m. when my brain was fresh, it would take me like 20 minutes. So, but now, so I, I had those kind of systems in place at certain times, but now um, it's like, if I need to do a proposal, I'll just do it because I just want to get it done. And then it's out and then I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, and I don't notice a big discrepancy in the timing as much as it used to be. And so I think I've kind of like just passed that phase. And 
what I picked up on too about what you just said is that being an entrepreneur has different phases, almost like the seasons. Yeah. Um, so I, I think how obviously you have that set up for you obviously works well. So I'm curious to know, um, and I know you're very active like I am. What time do you get up in the morning? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I usually wake up at 7.30. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I'm usually <laughs> up between 4 or 4.30. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes I do wake up earlier, um, but usually my alarm is set for 7.30. Wow. And you get all that done. Like I am super impressed, <laughs> you know, for the online entrepreneurs out there who are just getting started or really need, um, some assistance, you know, for instance, what, what is like perhaps three, your three top pointers for them that they should be focusing on? Um, I think having a morning routine is really important. Um, and I think having like a list of projects is really important. Um, I know sometimes as an entrepreneur, you know, it's, you're, you're relying on yourself a lot to come up with ideas and projects. Um, and so, you know, uh, yeah, I think, you know, there, there's been times, you know, in my, in my path where, I would like wake up and start working from bed and be on my phone and things like that. And I don't think that that's very healthy. Um, and so for me, what's important is I have a, a morning routine. It doesn't take a long time, but it's consistent. And, um, and then I'm like kind of set myself up for my day. Mm -hmm. um, so that's an important thing that I do. And I don't just come to my computer. Well, I have I actually have multiple computers, but I don't just come to my computer and think like, okay, what's happening today? It's, I have a plan of what's happening and then I can start to get it done. And I usually write that plan the night before. So when I finish work on Tuesday night, whatever I didn't do or whatever I, projects I have coming up, I'll make a list of things to do. And I don't, um, I don't stress myself out about this list. I, you know, I have always made a kind of like a to-do list and I used to like be really um, like anal about make sure, doing all of the things. Now it's like, I'm a little bit more reasonable where I'll do as many things as I can until I'm kind of like at the end of the day and then I'll just push it over till the next day. And I don't, it's like not a big deal if it happens the next day instead of like trying to push myself to work to like 11 p.m. And that's part of the balance. It's like, if I'm, if you're tired and you don't feel like doing it, um, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna come out well. Um, and usually a project can wait like four more hours till 8 a.m. or something. Um, so that's something important. And, um, and I think taking breaks, you know, in, in about a year ago during the pandemic, I adopted two cats and they definitely helped me take breaks. You know, they'll come around, they'll come jump on my computer, jump on my lap, meow at me for a snack or whatever. And I take just little mini breaks where I like, you know, stop looking at the computer, go pay attention to them, to, you know, have a little smile and then I can come back and I'm a little bit more refreshed. I love that. And you have quite the work life pet balance. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And that is so important because we have, um, we have a couple dogs and, you know, speaking about taking breaks, you know, and you mentioned you have a couple of different computers on, on your desk. I do as well. I have one over here, mm -hmm. one that I'm currently on. I usually have something to my left, but I actually got rid of that because that one was distracting me. <laughs> so getting yourself set up for success, like if something in your outer world is, I call it the chicken chatter, chit chat. Like it's yeah. like, uh, got to get rid of it. And as far as social media goes, I think it's important too. Like I do not, whereas, you know, we're all guilty at some point, like, oh, oh yeah, look at this. And we're scrolling. And then before you know it, an hour has gone by. So for me personally, I am not allowed to look. This is a rule I made for myself mm -hmm. to look at my social media until after I've done um, my two workouts, after I've done my reading and after I've got, you know, gotten dressed for the day, getting ready for the day, then I will give myself five minutes. I put the timer on my phone and I'll just kind of go look real quick. Timer goes off. Okay. That's it. <laughs> that works for me. So I love how you have your processes already set up that make you successful and stay on top of your projects. The other thing too, which I think is real important, which you covered is when you're taking those breaks, you know, obviously we're more fresh in the morning that we are, are at night. Um, so with my schedule, like I tend not to schedule anything after five mm -hmm. because obviously I'm up so early, like, you know, I'm fatigued by then. So I'm not going to be my best self. So thank you for sharing uh, your different practices on how you um, get through your day and, and creating that balance and not stressing about it because the only one that we have to answer to is obviously ourselves. Yeah. So that is flipping awesome. I want to go back to our, your first podcast and I'm trying to look that up, um, as we're chit chat chatting here. <laughs> um, one of the things that you do, um, and I had never heard of it until we met you, is that you are also a death doula. Yes. And I think that's so incredibly amazing that, and it's obviously, I would assume, so much different than hospice, but almost similar, I would, I believe. So we work, we work hand in hand with hospice. So, okay. um, yeah, someone who is maybe has three months to live or six months to live, who is in hospice, basically at home, having hospice care. Um, those are typically the type of people that we work with, um, for the death doula work. Um, they're at home, they're comfortable, they're doing some kind of pain management. And, you know, we come in, um, as, um, like a third party to be able to listen to them, listen to their concerns, listen to their secrets, um, listen to their grief. Um, maybe they don't wanna share some vulnerable things with their children or with their sp spouse or something. And so we're kind of there um, as a, as a um, you know, non-judgmental ear to just listen and, and help them um, with whatever problems that they're, they're having with as they're you know, nearing to the end. And um, 
you know, we help them with a lot of different things from legacy projects. Um, like one idea of a legacy project would be, you know, if they like cooked a lot and they never had a recipe book, right? It's all in their mind. And maybe their kids like love their famous meatballs and we can help them like dictate what those recipes are and put a little something together so that they have a legacy project so that everyone in the family maybe gets a copy of it. And like at once a year, they on the memory of this person anniversary of their death, they can like each make a potluck and create something together. So it helps kind of um, create like a lasting token that people, their loved ones can have. And that's like special from them and creates a moment of celebration. Wow. Um, yeah. That, that is amazing. Um, you know, we, September will be a year, um, since we lost our dad. In fact, you know, and this is one thing that I do love about Facebook is the, the memories that come up when we took our dad, um, to see my sister's, uh, new house in Florida. He was so excited and, mm -hmm. you know, to be there and we just, you know, we treasure those memories, but what a great way for the, the dying person, the dying loved one to have that support. And that must make them feel so good to create this legacy project that yes. they know will live on. And I mean, I can't even imagine, um, you know, for instance, you know, picking up that recipe book or, you know, that however many recipes there are and brings you back to the time when those fond memories, you know, maybe it was Christmas time or a vacation, um, a wedding, whatever it is that they made <laughs> something special for that occasion. I think that is really awesome. Yeah, that's actually, I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah, if there is a wedding or yeah, um, to give it even to, to give it to the caterers. How amazing could that be? You know, and then you have like grandma's famous meatballs at the at the wedding celebration. That's really that's really beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just kind of got the chills with yeah, that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> wow. So let's go back to um chatting about books. Yeah, sure. Obviously, I love to read and I've shared with our audience that I created my uh, reading list. I'm actually reading um, 10 books. Where is it? No, that way. Right there. They're there. Um, and so by tomorrow, I have to choose the one that I'm going to finish, finish out and read. I read from each of these books, one chapter at a time. And we discussed somebody, um, a mutual author that we both like. I'm just going to show it. Like, who cares? Yeah. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to show it. Um, if I can rage it. And this book was recommended to me by my coach, Lisa Marie Pepe. Everything is effed by Mark Manson. This is a great book. And I know you've shared your, um, some information about Mark Manson as well about his other books. So that's awesome. Yeah. I read two of his other books. Um, love is not enough and the subtle art of not giving a F. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. You, we, I think we both wanted to say, and you would ask me like, is it okay to say it? I'm like, yeah, who cares? Like what, you know, whatever. But I mean, we both couldn't say it, which I think is hysterical. Um, but you know, the art, the, the subtle art of not giving a flippin' flippity flip. Um, but the point is we do, and mm. that shows and everything that you do. And I hope that um, as time goes on and, and as we go forward, that you definitely need to come back. We have to have you on again because we want to catch up with all the little nuances that are going on. But you have an amazing busy schedule, but you are right on top of everything. And we hope that obviously you definitely will consider coming back. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? You know what? That book has that book actually helped me a lot. The subtle art of, of not giving a, an a, a, an F. You know, it helped me. It helped me a lot because it's not about not caring. It's about not caring about the stuff that doesn't matter, so that you can just care about the stuff that does matter. And it actually did help me to be more productive and more like streamlined. You know, there's like, you know, just make cuts like certain things like just don't belong in the schedule like yeah like you know wasting an hour on instagram just scrolling into nowhere land like mm -hmm. cut you know let's not give a let's not give a f about that you know so it it, it is it does help i think yeah it, it definitely does mm -hmm. and on that note as as people know and and i just want to um say a huge um Thank you to everyone. And Dana, I didn't share this with you before we got on, but um, we lost one of our little doggies yesterday. Aww. His name was G. And I just want to thank everyone so much for um, the phone calls, the messages, um, greatly appreciated. And, you know, obviously mommy's cute little puppy dog will f forever remain here. But, you know, obviously I find a lot of comfort knowing that um, he's with my dad and mom right now. And I know my dad's feeding him uh, <laughs> Italian bread and, some, <laughs> and, you know, pretending he's not giving him potato chips underneath the table. Um, so I just wanted to say a heartfelt thank you to everyone. And on that note, Dana, I want to thank you so much for being with me today, being my co-sister and you know what we just adopted you as a co-sister awesome thank you <laughs> and we can't wait to have you on again and for everyone <coughs> excuse me who would like some information on dana i will make sure that i put her contact information below the uh video on our facebook page reach out to her she's amazing so thank you dana thanks janice and my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. And we are missing Carol Sue, AKA Naughty Boss. <laughs> I gotta give her some credit there. Um, and I am with two sisters. Thank you everyone. Have a great day and we will see you tomorrow.